Welcome, Supers, back to another Shark Tank Tank Tales interview. This time, we have an entrepreneur that was on Shark Tank Season 12 episode. I should have wrote it down. 17, I think it was. Yeah, 17 uh, with Totes Babies. Everyone, I need super claps wherever you're at right now, sitting on the bus, sitting on the train, watching on the toilet. Start clapping. Gives me some super claps for Super Lindsay Fleischauer. Woo! Welcome, Lindsay. Hi, thanks for having me. You are so welcome. I'm so glad we were able to make this uh, make this happen. Yes, for sure. So, uh, t- for, so let's start out. Uh, tell everybody what Totes Babies is. Okay, so Totes Babies is a car seat carrier. So when you're shopping with a baby, no matter where you're at, Target, Walmart, the grocery store, when you're trying to fit your groceries into a shopping cart with a car seat in the shopping cart with your baby... There's no room for the groceries. That's kind of how I thought of the idea and then went to my dad. So my dad and I are co-founders. He's not here today, but I'm I'm here representing both of us. Um, so pretty much I have one right here. Weird. Um, ah. so when, you put, when you're shopping with your baby, you put the totes baby's car seat carrier on the shopping cart. It has super strong arm grips and it extends to different widths of car seat, of shopping carts. And... Um, different, you know, just different, all different shopping carts. And then you can fit all of your groceries in. So it fits all from, you know, huge Costco carts down to small CVS Walgreens carts. And that's where I want it to be super, super sturdy. A, because my children are huge. My sons were born at 10 pounds and nine pounds pretty much. So um, it needed to be strong. So it holds over 75 pounds. So it's shopping with babies made simple is what we kind of have our little phrase as no i i I love it i love it and uh and so we did a shark tank uh reaction video it was me and larry the larry uh i at this point i i do all my reaction videos solo uh love you larry but it you know it just (laughs) it just works out better we get more likes when i just do it solo um for one well i have a lot of reasons and, and i'll be getting into those reasons in a week or two from now but um so how did you how did you come across the video? I just somebody brought it to my attention and I saw it and I was like, oh cool! I watched it and I was like, okay. And I, of course, you guys do. It, it's not, you know I I don't take offense to things. I was just like, oh okay. And then I was like, wait, wait what? Like you know, huh? You know, like a, certain, a few things were like, hmm? but then I but I mean I totally get it. It was just one of those things where I'm like, wait, they're saying, wait, she's ugly or that she? You know, what I'm like. What? Oh gosh! No. Was, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you. I was like, where did this come from? But I, I've seen a few of them since then too, and I'm like, this is kind. Of, it's pretty cool to see the perspective from people watching it too. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's cool that there's people that are so into Shark Tank, into seeing entrepreneurs do what they're doing, and. I think it's. I think it's great. There were just certain parts where I was like, huh? You know, <laughs> because you know you do. You go to that point to get all the way to Shark Tank, and when you watch yourself by yourself, you're already like, you know, and then you, yeah, and it's like, ah, but it's it's all good. Well, and that's the thing is because, like, at the end of the day, the editors really, you know, and the producers have the the final say as to what gets in the show and like what 
takes they're putting in and and all of that and you know that's just like i didn't know i made that face did i make that face like i mean i do that to myself even just in the videos i make like you know find it hard to believe that i made this face or that face or so you know um have things taken out of context that's like they that is not what i meant at all but i you know but upon thinking about like i could see where somebody might take that out of context because you know especially with something like youtube and 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 i'd say even tv like People aren't necessarily watching the whole video. They're skipping around or right. they're tuning in and out with their, you know, with their phone, like, you know, they're listening and then they're not and then they're listening and, and things of that nature. So it, it, it definitely is a different um, – it's definitely different once you get into that, that world of, like, filming and recording yourself and, and things of that nature. Oh, totally. And even – I mean, I'm just grateful that – when we were actually on Shark Tank, that it went as well as it did. And I'm super happy with how they edited it. So I'm like, that's all good. You know what I mean? With, with <laughs> but I'm like, Phew, because, you know, as you know, there's so much that leads up to it. And then to actually see it and see that it was edited well is probably pretty rare sometimes, you know? So mm-hmm. we were happy with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, I, I you know, truth be told, when I do, uh, when I pick the thumbnails, I try not to pick the, I try to take the more concerned look than I go, <laughs> than the man. They made a really stupid face, and, and it was a freeze frame that I could have easily taken, and it's like, uh, I, you know, I, I, I realize these are real people, and yes, this is also for entertainment on top of, you know, the, the educational portion of it, but you know, I try to find. The, the middle ground that's like not stupid face, you know, hung like stupid hung face versus concerned face or shocked face uh, yeah. for that purpose. Yeah, you got to still keep it entertaining. So we get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. So how, so how did your Shark Tank journey start? Did you apply to be on Shark Tank? Did you get contacted to be on Shark Tank? I, uh, first of all, I, when we started Totes Babies, it was something where I thought, there's no way, even if we had the opportunity to go on Shark Tank, that I could actually physically walk down that aisle, you know? So, and I'm a theater major, but just the thought of doing that was terrifying to me. And when my husband and I first got married, we would watch Shark Tank and we would do like fake, like walk down the aisles, like, hi, I'm, you know, and, and we were like, oh my gosh, could you imagine actually doing that? You know? So, um, when we got Totes Babies Rolling, my husband said, you should apply for Shark Tank. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, like, no, we're not ready for that. I didn't, I don't know. No, no, no. Finally, he's like, just, just do it. So we did it the spring of, no, the beginning of the summer of 2020. And the next day we got a call. So, and I was just like, what, <laughs> what do we do now? So, and then it just kept rolling on from there. So we, we, my husband kind of was the one that pushed us to do it. And then it was just game on from then on and all during the pandemic. So you, so because you were on season 12, um, you had to quarantine for like 10 days or some 10 to 14 days or something like that. What did you find that difficult to do with your dad? Like, did you and your dad like stay in the same room? Do you have separate rooms? Yeah. You tell us next by the end of that, that quarantine, like, we had separate rooms. That would be very strange if we had to share a room. Well, I they make big studio rooms. It's not no, like, no, I know, I know, you know. I know. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't share a room, but we had to obviously, you know, 
practice makes perfect, preparation is the key to success type of thing. We knew we had to practice, practice, practice. So we had to practice through Zoom every day before. So we did not, we, we got there. We did not see each other until the day that we pitched. So oh, we my goodness. Zoom every day. And it was, it was just wild, you know, just to not see each other or anybody in person for nine days. And all of a sudden you get out of your hotel room and you're pitching in front of sharks. It's like, what, you know, like, what, what do I say? What do I do? So it's, it was crazy. I, I still look back and I think, what, <laughs> how did we do that? But it's, it's really, really crazy. That that is a heck of uh, uh, yeah you're right I mean that's a deer in headlights moment to to be stuck in a room uh, more or less and and then coming out and having to have like the one of the biggest moments of your life like a top five biggest moment of your life uh, moment <laughs> after that and to only be able to rehearse through Zoom that's you know I don't think that's something that's come up on the other on the other interviews I've done that the that the quarantini quarantinis like like martinis uh were able like not able to stay in the same room to be able to like oh we're just cool we're just hanging out for like the next like 10 12 days and we're just gonna every hour is just okay we're doing the pitch again okay we're doing the pitch again okay we're doing it again i think a lot of people were probably in the same room you know it's husband wife or son you know like yeah that so for us it was just we made it work and we just really practiced and we we practiced so much leading up to that point of being quarantined that we we knew we had to do that because we're like this is this is it you know you get you get one shot like Eminem says it's like you gotta get up there and this is it and I just you know even walking out to go there I'm like I'm gonna faint I'm gonna pass out I'm you know and your brain starts you, you know you have to really mind your mind because it's like this is it if I pass out, they're going to probably air it. You know, I've got to stay focused. It might be a first on the, yeah, they definitely probably would. Uh, they probably would sensationalize that. Uh, how, how did your, how, how did your family um, adjust to you not being there for, for like two weeks? My husband was amazing. He, he took over. We only found out a couple days before leaving. So we really had to get things together quick. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old at the time a one-year-old and a three-year-old. So we had to make it happen. My sister helped, my husband did, you know, took over. And also I do all the orders for our web and for Bye Bye Baby, Bed Bath & Beyond, Walmart. So my husband had to take over with that too. So he kind of became me (laughs) for the time that I was gone. So when I came home, it's like, you're home. (laughs) We just appreciated each other a lot throughout that, that period of time. Oh, I, I love it. And uh, so you mentioned that you 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 only had a few days knowing. Now, were you practicing your pitch prior to that? Like, just in case you got the call to like, okay, we're going. Yeah, yeah, we would. And we, again, this was it. And of course, we're still, you know, in times of COVID, but this was when it was really crazy. So we would just practice outside and yeah. we get together a couple times a week we'd practice outside and we we didn't know anything we didn't know if we would get a call if we wouldn't get a call we just thought okay we're just gonna be practicing and if we get the call we'll be ready hopefully to go you know you're never really ready but we just did what we had to do 
uh, as, as entrepreneurs do, right? We, uh, yeah. we, when the chips are down, we have to swing the bat and, and to get that, um, to, to be able to, pre- to do the preparedness, to be able to go into it, um, is, is I think critical for anybody to, to remember like that we have to always stay prepared, uh, for the things that we may or may not actually happen. Uh, cause we never know who's watching or listening or, you know, paying attention when we're not. I mean, so many of the um, Shark Tank entrepreneurs that I've had on so far, they were actually, you know, chosen by, by Shark Tank and to, you know, pick to come to the show. And, um, you know, it's just like you don't like you don't you just never know who's watching, who's paying attention. And when you need to be ready for that, that ultimate pitch. Right, right. So let's let's fast forward. Uh, so you're walking down. You're 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 afraid you're going to pass out. Um, you get down there. You do the long pause of just standing there with them staring at you. Um, what what you know? What's what was going through your mind like while you're standing there waiting for you know to to get the okay to to start? Probably why am I wearing heels? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was, I mean, I look back, I'm like, oh, I really stood in those heels for a lot, like the whole morning. Uh, I think adrenaline kind of kicks in and you think, this is what we've worked so hard for. Let's do it. You know, and then it just, you're in there for so long, but it's so fast at the same time. And I think once we saw good things happening is when I was kind of like, you know, because we know what we love our product. We know customers love our product, but we don't know what these amazing sharks in front of us are going to say are they going to just be terrible to us or are they going to be amazing and we were lucky that they were all amazing i mean we literally took everything they all said and we've really worked that into our business and what we're doing and that is completely priceless so priceless but standing there it was just like uh (laughs) i tried not to look at my dad because i was just like (laughs) <laughs> and then of course you you know you you start talking and I'm already super loud and I was overly loud and overly <laughs> you know and it's like it, you know it is what it is <laughs> it it is I mean was the weight of the cameras did that make it heavier for you like I mean as a as a uh, like a theater major I, I I mean I don't know if that would make a difference at that point because of the gravity of the potential for the future with the sharks and the potential, you know, the, the, what the future holds after you walk out of that room. Um, did, do you feel like the cameras made a difference at all as far as like adding, uh, maybe weight or stress to the situation? Because you said that you didn't even want to like look at your dad. Cause like everything you do is going to be picked up on the camera and then it, they, you know, can be manipulated later right. to look like however the heck they want it to look. Right. And, you know, I, I barely remember even seeing cameras just because it, it I was just kind of focused on looking at all of the sharks and seeing kind of what they were doing and how they I wanted to make sure I looked at all of them just to really have like a connection almost with them to know, like, wow, like just for me to even realize, like, wow, we're really here, you know. And so I tried to be in the moment, but it's kind of an outer like outer body experience being there. So. And and I was a theater major, but I, that was a long time ago. So I I didn't really do much with it after. That was just my degree. So I uh, didn't bring any of that really to the camera. <laughs> I just was oh, trying wow. to try to flub my words the whole time. So it uh, it was crazy, exciting, and just a once in a lifetime opportunity. So it was great. 
So things start to go, or well, actually, before that, things started to go your your way uh, on the show. Did you have did you have a shark in mind that you wanted to work with? You know, honestly, we were just we never really talked much about it. I did write down on my notepad the night before, though we will get a deal with Lori, and so the fact that that you know. Was she was one of the people that made an offer? It was like, oh, okay, and I, I, it just, all of them are incredible, and so it was one of those things where I did write down, I did write down Lori, which is crazy that things transpired, but all of them bring so much to the table, so mm. it's any of them would be amazing to work with. I mean, but Lori is probably the best, uh, you know, the best one of the ones that get, you know, not that, not taking anything away from Robert or, no, um, no, yeah, um, we know that she's done baby Mr. Kindbar. I, I can't think I'm playing his name. Products before we knew that, you know, and so it's something that you keep, you keep in there, but then walking in, you're just like, we might not get any of, we might, you know what I mean? You, you don't know. So there's the unknown of when they started coming in, we're like, <laughs> you know, your brain's like, what do you do? So it was it was exciting. But Lori's amazing. So he's he's great with the baby, you know, baby products too. Yeah, yeah, no, I, absolutely. It's Daniel Lubitsky is who I'm was blanking on. No, my, apo- my apologize. My apologies, Mr. Kaimar. Kind. And that's where it was so cool to have him as our guest shark. When I knew that, I was like, oh, he's just he's awesome. So that was very cool. He he is he is. Um, so uh, in the moment there, you you had an opportunity at the end to close a deal for 22% with Robert and Daniel or 25% uh, with Lori. And you still chose to go with Lori, um, which I, I think was probably the better option. I mean, hindsight's going to be 2020, and, and you're free to talk as much as you want to later on in the interview here about it. But um, – you know, I, I think in the moment, to me, it, Lori still seems like the better option. Just, yeah, they, you know, Daniel has amazing relationships with every retailer in the world, apparently, according to him. Um, and and that's that's wonderful. But if he doesn't have the, the touch of, of the the baby market, if he doesn't have the touch of of a, a women's market or, or even a guy's market, because like, I mean, there's plenty of guys that go, you know, food shopping and stuff and have to take the baby with them uh, and or any kind of shopping, really. And and it's just a, another opportunity for another market. So do you, um, why why, you know, what was the tipping point for you to make the decision to do with Lori? I think just even watching how she was looking at us and how she was, you could tell she really cared about us and our story. She was asking a lot of questions about us in particular as father, daughter, uh, co-founders. And I think just kind of when we kind of looked at each other, when she was saying things like, I kind of was like, you know, and they, they, you don't hear certain things, but I'm like, let's go with Lori. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, you just, just in our gut, we knew my gut and I'm just guessing my dad said, it's like, okay, this is, this feels right. You know, so uh, she'd also done the baby tunes, the little baby spoon thing. I think it was a couple seasons or season before then. And so I, you know, we thought of that too. So yeah, it was, it just, we just knew, okay, we're going to go with Lori. 
Yeah, no, that that's that's uh, that's a good point, and it brings me up to one other question. Going back a little bit in your preparation for the show, did you watch a lot of Shark Tank? Like you, obviously, you were fans of the show. You were acting out in your in your living room and stuff like that. But uh, did you? Was that part of your preparation? Was to go back and rewatch as many episodes as you possibly could? My husband and I would watch some, just you know, like on Friday nights when they would pop up and stuff, and then when we were you know, the days before leading up to pitching, it's on CNBC all the time. So literally I feel like every time I turned on the TV, it was on. And so I would, I would just watch a ton of them. And then it's almost, you know, I get back to Illinois where I live after pitching and I'm like, I can't watch another episode for a while. Cause you want, you know, I did watch a lot of them and I also read their books. So that was also something just in general, reading those books and taking the time. Again, I have, you know, at the time I had a one and three year old at home. I don't really have time to sit and read a book <laughs> many days. So ding, for me, ding, ding for that. <laughs> to sit and read these books was also something that I won't take for granted or, you know, ever because I actually learned so much from all those books that I read. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm a very slow reader, so I don't read books. I read people. That's why I do lots of interviews with people because <laughs> it's it's easier for me to uh, you know ask questions and learn and and have a great conversation than for me to read because I I have to read every single word in the book like this, and it just it just makes me super slow at reading um, yeah. to a fault. <laughs> so. All right, so you get the deal with Lori, you walk out, and and what like what what's next, right for you for you and your dad? Like you you uh, you get back you get back on the plane and you come home and what what's your first step? Like what's the first step she took? Right, and I think it's it was still like looking back and being like, oh my gosh, we had we were lucky if we'd have gotten one offer. We had three offers, you know. So that was one thing where it was like, wow, this is really incredible that these. Then they kept, they all said they saw it right away. They saw how simple the product was. They saw that this is something that is beneficial. And that was just huge for us. So, like I said before, we took everything they said and implemented it kind of right away with our business. So, coming back and first, you know, there's like you've talked to other uh, sharks, you've talked to other entrepreneurs about the wait period if you don't know when you're going to air. So, you know, we film end of summer. We didn't air until March. So there's that whole anxiety, I guess you should say, of not knowing if you're going to air or not. Yes, we had three offers. I don't know. You know, maybe we don't make the cut. You don't, you just don't know. So in the meantime, I just, it's, it's hard not to sit there and think, what if, what if, what if, wow, we went through all this. We can't talk about it. You know, we can't share it with people, but we went through this amazing, incredible experience, you know, and then the whole like year goes by and you still don't. Oh, no, then we're in 2021 and we find out we're going to air. But we we just started going with it. We just started implementing, reaching out to grocery stores like Mark was talking about and Daniel and uh, working with trying to get reps on. And we just we just went moving with it. We also have been working on other products, so we got to work with those. And when we were uh, getting ready to air, we actually launched uh, a couple products while we were in Vegas so we had an iPhone holder and a tablet holder that launched while we were there. So um, we just went to work. We were like, okay, we can't do anything about this. Let's just keep moving forward, you know. <laughs> and my kids, you know, they they still need me to be the mom. And, <laughs> and 
we just was back to back to the grind. Yeah, I mean, did you did you find yourself stocking up in in preparation for uh for for being on the show, or did you hold off like not wanting to say overextend yourself uh, or your finances uh, to be able you know to in in the meantime? Well, we we did order. It was actually good. We we ordered new inventory, and we did not get that inventory in just because we we do our manufacturer is overseas. It did not come in until the week before we aired. So we oh, were wow. like 20 units or less. So every day we're like, where, where is it? Where is it? And it literally came the week before we aired. So we were in good shape for that. But it's just the way things work sometimes. It's like, you know, why? <laughs> so, it <worked> <laughs> yeah, it keeps life interesting, right? <laughs> it really, really does. It really does. Oh, I, I I love it. Uh, it's so so what? Uh, so you you've just, so since since airing, how how has things been going for uh, Totes Babies? Things are really really great. Again, we have new products that are coming out uh, next year, twenty twenty two, and I can't believe it's going to be twenty twenty two. And we uh, recently in September got into all Harris Teeter stores down south, grocery stores. So we're in about 240 grocery stores, which is really cool because that's our first actual retailer. And so, you know, grocery store, and we're working with, working to get into more grocery, which we're in, you know, we are on Bye Bye Baby, Bed Bath & Beyond, Walmart, and to be in a grocery store now just opens up so many other doors for us, and especially with new products coming out. So it's been amazing. We got our third patent, uh, third patent, uh, official patent, that came through recently. We have now two utility, one design with more on the way. So we're working on getting as many patents as possible, not just for the Parsi carrier, but for more products coming up. So um, just keep on working. <laughs> have you had to go, have you had to go defend any of those patents since then, since being, you know, especially cause I've, I've heard other, you know, products that have been on Shark Tank, like right. as soon as they're on Shark Tank, it's like, oh well, guess what? <laughs> we we got you know knockoffs coming and uh, coming on strong. Right? No, we have we have not not yet. Nope. Uh, that's good. That's real good because yeah. it's not not a fun fun process to have to go through. Right. Right. Um how how has wor- uh, working with Lori been for you? She's great. She's she's a great mentor along with Dan, and I think that just learning what, from what she's done as an entrepreneur and again, from what we learned from the other sharks and putting that into our business has just been, it's been amazing. So it's just something to just from learning from all of them, again, from the books I read and from what I've read from her book and from her and again, her husband and what he's done. It's just, it's really cool. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad that, glad to hear that. It's a, it's a good, uh, good partnership there. So, uh, uh, so, okay. So being, uh, being on Shark Tank, like what's, what's next? What, like what's, you know, you said you have a couple products coming in 2022. Uh, hopefully the supply chain issues don't affect that. Has that affected your ability to be able to get stuff as well? We, again, knock on wood, <laughs> we have, we have more inventory shipping out at the end of this month. And I think we should get, it in time before 
we run out again. We just, you don't, we don't know with everything happening. So we've been very lucky up until this point, but we'll just have to see. I think it's, we're prepared if it doesn't come in time. And it's not a bad problem if, you know, if you run out of inventory, but it's something that we've done pretty well so far with it. And just, just getting new products, we're, we're constantly thinking of new ideas and inventing new things and getting patents for them and doing this and that. And I'm lucky to work with my dad who has over 40 patents and is just incredible with, with thinking of different things. If I think of an idea, he thinks of ways to work with it. We, we bounce ideas off each other and we work really well together, which is rare. I feel like sometimes with family members working together. So very grateful that we get along very well. <laughs> well, as somebody that grew up in a, in a family business, uh, I can, I can attest to, you know, working with family is not easy at all, uh, and and ultimately was one of the downfalls in, into me leaving my family's business and ending up where I am now, which is which is fine. It's all good, uh, but but it is um, it is special to be able to to go to work and and see you know your dad or your mom or your grandfather, your grandmother uh every you know every day your aunts your sister your brother every day um cousins so even though it doesn't always go the way that you want it to go and and you know temper depending on depending on what nationality you might be the tempers may flare an awful lot uh in my case they did uh you know being italian and all but it's you know, it is there's something uh, special to be able to spend our days uh, with family members like that in that in that scenario. Right, right, and he he has a couple other businesses as well. So we, I still do, I still do a lot of the shipping my, myself from the house. We haven't gotten our own warehouse yet. We just keep some of them at one of his warehouses, and I have my garage full. That's my shipping area. And my husband helps out. And so, I mean, obviously we have Amazon fulfilling all of that, but everything else, I'm just not ready yet to let that, that, that job go of me boxing them all up is, is time consuming as it is. We'll get, we'll get there, but I just enjoy seeing all the orders go out. Yeah, no, well, there's, um, there's like a law of something that, you know, being able to physically touch something and know that it's it's not just uh, mailbox money or, you know, I, I get every time I get an email on my phone, like I, I made more money, you know, made another sale, made another sale. It's like cool, but it's not tangible as in a I held it and I, and, and I packed it with care and I sent it to a person because that's what it ultimately is, is. You're sending it to a person. You're not sending it to, uh, I don't know, a a warehouse, you know, where it's just going to be picked up and like placed on a shelf somewhere. Right. And that's why, cause you know, that's, that's how it is with Amazon fulfillment, which is amazing because we sell the most on Amazon. So there's no way we'd be able to keep up at all. But for now we're, you know, keeping up and it's something that it's, I just remember being pregnant with my second son and selling like two when we first started. And I'm like, what? You know, like, yeah, we sold two. This is not, you know, I'm back, boxing it up, pregnant on the kitchen counter. And my husband taking it to FedEx for me. You know, just like, I have pictures of just, you know, that. And now it's like, whoa, like things just happen so fast. But it's like, you forget all of the little tiny moments that led up and the hard work that led up to to where you are sometimes. And you, I think that a lot of people forget to sit back and celebrate those small wins. And we're so quick to celebrate the big wins, but what about the small wins? Like, you know, we, oh my gosh, when we first got on Amazon, I'm like, 
yay, dad, let's go to lunch, you know, or then it's, I got, we got into Bye Bye Baby on our own and Bed Bath and Beyond. That was huge. And it was from literally me going on LinkedIn and finding buyers and then emailing them. I mean, literally cold calling people on LinkedIn through Bye Bye Baby, Bed Bath and Beyond. And then this person told this one and it, it just, it took forever, but I actually happened to be, I had my second son and we found out that we were going to work with Bye Bye Baby when I was in the hospital. And I was emailing with the buyer and sent her a picture of my son. And she's like, wait, you're in the hospital? <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, we're so excited to work with you. And they're like, she's like, go to bed. <laughs> Get a hold of me like in two weeks, you know? But I was just so excited that we this was our first, you know, retailer that we were working with. So, you know, you know that is, uh, uh, well, first of all, congratulations uh, on all of that. And I think it, it is so important and uh, to celebrate all of the wins, the small and, you know, the big uh, and, I think only only an entrepreneur would understand that, yeah, you're going to take that call. Why? Because you have that person's attention now. Two weeks later, that person's moved on to something else. They got other responsibilities. You, the world don't revolve around you and wow. your product. It, revolves, you know, it might for a fraction of a second, and that fraction of a second is when you can get your foot in the door. And it also shows the dedication that you have to be remembered two weeks from now when you've reached, you know, or a week from now when you reach back out to make something happen um, and be memorable, right? And that, I think, is stands head and toe or head, head and shoulders above, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm having a baby, so everything's just going to be put on hold because, you know. It, it, I could be getting that email, and I was like, <laughs> not when I was having the baby, but, you know, after after when I was back in the room and I when I saw it, I was like, ah, then I was like, no, I'm here. I have my email. Just send me the information over. You know, it's like we're, like you said, I'm not going to wait the two weeks to see. Some, you know, they, they could forget about us. So I'm like, Let's, we'll get this happening. I'm going to be sitting around with my baby for a while. <laughs> we can make this work. Let's let's talk uh, real quick about cold calling because I, I think it's such a – I mean, I know I don't like doing it. And, I, and I've, and i you know, had those uncomfortable, uh, you know, where I've actually gone into those businesses. I mean, like, ah, you know, and they know who, you know, our company is, part of the truck service parts. They – at once in a while would buy, but effectively we weren't their regular person that they were coming to for their truck parts. And I, it effectively still was cold calling because again, they're picking up the phone and calling someone else 98.9% of the time. Um, and so how, how have you, you know, been able to, uh, I guess get past the, uh, mild depression that comes along with cold calling, the rejection, the, you know, uh, rejection and the, uh, sl- the um, slam in the face or d- door in the face kind of, kind of stuff that you, that comes with, with the cold calling territory. Well, I think it's a hundred percent a numbers game. So the more people that, and you probably heard this before, obviously the more no's you get, you'll get to the yeses, the more doors you knock on, the more you're going to get one out of a hundred that say, all right, I'll listen to you. You know, uh, even that they're going to, okay, they're going to listen to me. I'm going to give, you know, here's my spiel, have it ready, have your mission statement, whatever it is, your, your spiel ready for when people are ready to listen. And if you don't ask, you don't know. So I think that's something that a lot of people are afraid to just ask. If I wouldn't have looked through LinkedIn and just asked random people that probably just stock shelves at Bye Bye Baby to get certain things, you know, just to get, it's like, 
I wouldn't have known if we would have, you know, possibly gotten to the right person. So I think if you don't ask, you don't know. And the no's get you to the yeses. And I did I did sales for my, my dad used to have a retail store fixture company and I did sales for him for some time. And that part always gooned me out too. Cause I'm like, you know, it's always the fear of rejection, but it's like, okay, you think about it. You're in front of this person or you're on the phone with this person or emailing this person for five to 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes later, they're going to not even care that they, you know what I mean? Like what people think about you isn't your business. So it's kind of like, they don't, they have their own thing going on. They're thinking about the game they're going to watch tonight or this meeting they have that, you know, two minutes later. So I think that for sure, just asking is the number one thing with everything, even if it's another entrepreneur or somebody that you look up to, to ask them what you don't know. And I think too, as far as a business, Sarah Blakely was, you know, the founder of Spanx. She was a, a shark one year. And I remember her. Yeah. Saying, yeah. At least, at least one year. Yeah. I remember her saying once when we had started, it was when we had started Toad's Babies. And she said, if you don't have the, if you don't know how to do something to hire up, if you have even a little bit of money to do it. So that doesn't have to do with cold calling, but it has that. I always thought of that because as far as Toad's Babies, we didn't know how to do Amazon. So the first thing we did was, okay, can we find a little company to help us or a person to help us work on Amazon. So those are just little things I always think of as far as business little nuggets <laughs> of no, I, Absolutely. I mean, they're, um, I, yeah. I mean, I think the other, the other thing is, is every, every time you get a no is still even the, it's an opportunity to hone your pitch. Right. And to me, one of the greatest things I, I love is to be able to see people's faces uh, because I can gain gauge reaction. I can gauge whether or not I'm saying the right things, you know, on the phone it's really hard. Cause like you're, you're kind of, there's like very small nuance in, in people's voices, especially if you don't know them, you might not know the inflection of their voice uh, as, as well uh, as as well as their face is going to tell you whether or not they're liking what you're going to say or not going to say and you know I, and I've done cold calling for for my other businesses and you know it, it, it's have I've had success with it I've also not had success with it it's but every, you know I always say like every failure is a lesson right and that's that's really what it comes down to is just figuring out like what's the lesson from that what did I where did I mess up or what could be better and then, uh, I, then I, I would uh, add the only other thing I would add to what you said is follow up, you know, and, and making sure that you're 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 using a, I use Boomerang for Gmail so that if if you don't reply to that email uh, or open that email, it comes back to my inbox so I can follow up to that email and uh, and, and I can, you know, do a lot with that. I think it's very it's very powerful uh, just to be able to know who who opened it and went you know, Did they reply? If they didn't reply. I can follow up with it and, and be the be the superhero in that case of, of, of making sure that they know I'm on top of things. Although, you know, they say like the fortune is in the follow up and you're being pleasantly persistent with getting back to them and knowing because, again, it, it, people forget things. But I mean, especially this day and age, there's so much going on. You know, it's like so. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. So one last thing that I wanted to, to address was the mom purpose uh, statement that was brought up during the show. 
uh, and and you know Larry put his foot in his mouth uh, <laughs> during it, and and it was like, oh, isn't isn't being a mom purposeful enough? And I'm like, well, hold on a second. I've actually had conversations with people about this, and and can shed some light. But I would love to hear your take on on and response uh, to it. Oh, so I think that one thing was like, I was like, wait, when I saw that little tidbit of like, wait, isn't her, her purpose is, I think it was like something like her purpose is this and not being a mom or something like that. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, obviously I was, I put myself out there on Shark Tank for my family, for my kids, for my kids to watch it someday and be like, oh my gosh, my mom did that. And my mom is doing this. I mean, I would not be doing any of this. The reason my purpose are my children and my family and just showing them that they can do anything. And I think that that is huge in itself, no matter what you're doing to show that you're doing it for your family and your kids and also that they can do anything. I mean, and I, I they're so little, they don't, they, my, they've seen like two seconds of it. And they're like, my, my four-year-old's like, what are you doing in that TV? Like, how did you get in there? And I'm like, I didn't jump in there, but you know, but yeah, I, think that, I think that is something that, I mean, obviously people know if, if they watch it, that my, my purpose is not to just work. It's to work to, you know, or to show my kids and for my family. <laughs> oh, 110%. Uh, by the way, my four-year-old, well, when she was four, three, three, four, used to think that Marcus Lemonis lived in the TV uh, <laughs> when we would watch The Prophet. So uh, <laughs> it's not, the, the reference is not lost on me. Oh, I know. They, I know they, well, they don't get it. He actually, I, I looked at his little iPad a couple weeks ago and his name's Landon and he had videotaped himself and he's like, hi, I'm Landon and this is my TV show. And I was like, oh, this, I'm like, I <laughs> this to him when he's in high school or something. And, and he like, taped himself on there. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, uh, I, I actually, these computers behind me are set up for my kids to play Minecraft with me. And we, we stream from time to time though. It's been, well, now that, you know, the we're kind of in pre post pandemic, we don't have as much time as we did like in pandemic times right. to like, oh, yeah, let's just go and stream for an hour, you know, on Twitch as a, as a family uh, and play Minecraft together. But uh, but, it, it, you know, I think it's uh, I think that it's really important that they get that experience of, of videotaping themselves and uh, <laughs> and, and get, just get that experience. Because, like, look, I, I mean, I'm I'm 35 and and I didn't have a digital. Ca- I mean, I had a digital camera you know, in like 99, I think I got my first one, but that didn't have video capabilities on it. So I, you know, these kids have their own iPads and they can videotape. They have their, uh, my daughter has a camera though, not a great camera, but you know, her iPad actually is a better camera on it than, than the physical camera that she holds. But, you know, I just think it's important that they get that, um, that public speaking skill as early as possible. Right. And just being around other kids and because there is so much with, I mean, I'll be, I'll be 40 next year, which is in a couple months. Oh. Um, and ah, it's okay. <laughs> we'll all get, we're all going to get there, Lindsay. It's not a race. <laughs> but it's funny because I'm like, gosh, I am so glad I did not have social media growing up. I just, I mean, it's so great for so many different reasons, but I just think that there's so much that kids have to deal with these days. So for them to have fun with things like taping themselves, like saying little funny things, and you know, I think it's 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 very innocent and funny. So I, uh, 
yeah, hope they keep that innocence. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can all we can all be so yeah. lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh yeah it, it, I don't uh, envy the the world that my kids are going to have to grow up in a, a large part because of social media and the uh the arms race that it creates for people to like live a life that they don't actually live but want to portray and make other people feel like they need to be a part of that life and right. um yeah I don't I don't know I I mean we it, like we had MySpace by 2001 I think 2002 so like I I grew up on the cut like I was in high school at the cusp of that you know that whole movement starting, um, but yeah it was definitely not as big of a deal as it is now. <laughs> You're still a baby, Joe. So it's just... <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I'm the, I, you're a baby compared to me. No, but I uh, <laughs> no I just think there's a lot out there. But I think it's also it's just for kids to know and even for adults to know that compare themselves to other people on social media, that it's all, everybody's just putting their best face out there. You know, I mean, there's pictures I've posted of my family looking perfect when it was just mass chaos one second before the camera snapped. So it's like, you can only believe, you can't believe what you see half the time at all, you know, at least 99.9% of the time with it. <laughs> well, we just got, yeah, but teaching kids that is the, oh, yeah. is the hard part, right? And, and yeah. not bite, biting into the hype of, of what other people, uh, purportedly have going on so sure. Lindsay oh th- well thank you so much for being here is there any uh last well before we get to your last thoughts uh, how can people get themselves a totes baby or get somebody else they know who's going to be having a baby it's a very a good baby shower gift it's a very good baby shower gift um amazon walmart.com bye bye baby bed bath and beyond here's teeter stores and grocery stores and um uh, 2022 hopefully many many more that you'll see so awesome and then totesbabies.com is the website wonderful well i really appreciate you taking the time to be here Lindsay. i'm so glad that we were able to make our our yeah. schedules work um is there any final thoughts you'd like to to share before we wrap up here i don't i don't think so but thank you for having me and me representing my dad as well so and totes babies so we appreciate it and uh thank you Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. I I really do appreciate you taking the time to come and talk and and uh and it's been it's been great to to interact back and forth through email and and I, I look forward to to having uh, on Instagram too, right? Uh, we follow each other on Instagram, I believe. So <laughs> it's been it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it can bring people together too. It doesn't just have to tear people apart. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. And thank you all for watching. I greatly appreciate you watching to the end here. Uh, if you if you could, uh, check out, uh, if you haven't watched Lindsay's video, uh, I'll link it over here uh, and as well down below. I hope you have a wonderful day and take care.